All right, good morning, everybody. I know it's hard. It's a new year. Well, y'all, we can, we can just socialize, whatever we want to do. It's been a while since we really got together like this, it seems like. Almost, you know, a couple of weeks, three weeks, just about. But we're going to get wound down and to get wound back up. I like that. It's good to be wound up. And you got enough to get through. Just don't want to be too wound up and run past what we're supposed to have. That's that zeal without knowledge. It's, it's not profitable. It can be dangerous. Good to have zeal, but you got to know what to do with it. Got to learn, understand how to do with it. So I had a happy new year to everybody, almost. Eve, New Year's Eve. All right. Well, who's glad to say goodbye to 2023? You know, I'm, I, I'm, glad. I'm happy to say bye. Because see, here's the thing about it. Can any of y'all go back in time? You know, you can't even go back to fix it either. Whatever happens, happens. And, and, and as soon as it happens at that minute, there's another minute. That minute's gone forever. It is. It's gone forever. Until, I mean, it's on, but, but look, when we move into the Spirit of God, eternal Spirit, though, it says that what? And in the, in the Word says that, that Jesus is what? The same? Right. And, and, and what, did, what, did, what did the psalmist write as well? No, wherever I go, you're there. And, and, and so here, that's, the, that's the, the blind, I mean the mind-blowing, you know, just trying to wrap around the infinite mind with the finite mind. How can you just be everywhere all the time? I mean, he was there in the... 33 B.C., you know, he's here in 2024 A.D., he's still here. And he's still working and doing the same thing. And that is growing a family. He's still building a life. He's always building a life. He is life itself. But we don't, again, we don't comprehend all of his life. And who he truly is. Because the word also says it's when we see him, then we will be as he is. But as we spend time with him, as we grow with him, as we learn of him. And, and here's the thing to where we're going to be going today. As we spend time with each other in his likeness, then that grows us stronger and more unto his likeness. We can't be... Irreproachable. We can't, we can't be, you know what I'm saying? We can't be up here without each other. And definitely without him. He's what pulls us up. You know, I, I, it's been a, it's kind of crazy because I knew, I didn't know exactly how many weeks I would have because of the celebrations, you know, the program, you know, celebrating the unknown God becoming known, you know, and that's the... That, that, that's what, you know, I think that, uh, what is it, uh, oh, uh, Robertson, 
You know, he always talks about, you know, well, check your calendar. If you don't believe in Jesus, check your calendar. That, that, that epic event stopped time. You know? And it restarted. Because now we have evidence. There's, 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 there's a tangible sign that God is real and he loves us. He displayed all that on that cross as well through his life. And then he says, now I'm going to give you this life. What are you going to do with it? You're going to learn of me? Take of me. What do he say? So what did we do the other day, the other week when we was here? Beautiful. Communion. Yeah. But, you know. So what is communion? What is communion? Well, just somebody just say the word slow. Say it real slow, and you'll probably get the gist of what that word really means. Union. Come in union. Unless you take of me, you have no part of me. You know? And that's why we will understand that this is such a significant event. And when we take communion with the body, my wife and I would like to do, we didn't do it this time, but a lot of times when we take communion, what we'll do is that when she gets her bread and I'll get my bread, I'll put my bread in her mouth and she'll put her bread in my mouth. Because that's a part of me and her, we're coming together. I give you my life, you give me your life. And that's what Jesus did for us. When you look at holy matrimony, when we come in union and become one, that is what that looks like. That communion is a remembrance of us saying, I do. I'm laying my life down for you because you laid your life down for me. And I understand that great love. And now I want to do the same. And just not what he said, what you've done unto others, you've done unto me. So if I'm coming in union with you guys, in which I am, I'm in union with you. Well, that don't mean that we're always on the right track. Because we're all a work in progress. We're all working out our salvation. Word says probably with fear and trembling we need to work it out. Because we do, we do need to make sure that we, we don't take this lightly. Because it is life itself. Does that make sense? This is the most important thing that we could ever do because this is why we are here. And it was so beautiful that, uh, you know, as we just flipped back and I went from, you know, from where I was, I went to the back side of it, you know, and, and, and bringing it up the other week that where I come, it was the intimacy, you know, with the Lord. And that's what puts us above reproach. That's what, that's what, that's what makes us an apiliotos that, that what brings us without a spot or wrinkle or blemish. Why is that important? Why is it important? Why is it important to be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect? Does that mean you're going to do all the right things? No. Because in the Greek, that word perfect means teleos, which means maturity. I want you to grow up. I want you to be wise. What did Paul say over here? He says, you know, when I was a child, 
I did as a child. But now as I grow, I put away those childish things. The baby. Look, look hold that baby up, baby. It does. You know, and uh, Priestley got one, and the girls got one and one, so you got to order them too, you know. But when I seen that baby, it's a baby doll. Guess what the first thing I, as a daddy, and maybe one day a pawpaw, you know, I would reach over there and grab that baby and put her in my arms. And look down at it, and it just, hands would just fold. I mean, it looks real, a little hair. I just want to kiss it and love on it. And I did. That's why they want But it is, but that's the thing, you know. They do. And, and then they bring it to me and say, here, Daddy, here, Daddy. So oh, my baby's got a baby. And they love it. They think it's funny. But it's real. You know what I mean? It's the love of, of, of seeing the legacy Seeing the reproduction, listen, of what is good. Whoo, whoo, just let it soak in you a little bit right there. I don't care what you're doing. You know, I don't. I don't care what's happening. But the thing is, do you know that he is good? And do you know that he sees you and he says, oh, that's very good. It's very good. Everything in the creation was good. Good. And then when he looked upon us, he saw us very good. Muy bien. Muy bien. I've been doing Duolingo. I'm, in, I'm, on, I'm on my Spanish, man. Espanol. Might have a little southern dialect with it, but I'm from South Mexico. Well, I ain't redneck. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just... No, I'm a dark neck. <laughs> My neck gets darker and red. But that's the thing, man. Do we know how good this life right here truly is? And that's what the Lord has been showing me for like the last month, really, month and a half, since Thanksgiving. I had a little revelation with him. You know, and it was about whew, being a good steward. Stewarding what he's blessed you with. Appreciating. We know that 2023 is gone, man. This is the last few minutes that you're going to have. And it's never coming back. So now we're going to look forward. Oh, 2024. We have no idea what that's going to bring to us. Hey, are you sure we want 2024? Y'all sure? Y'all ready to say goodbye to 2023? Because 2024 could be a whole different animal. And it might be. If you just kind of put the times and the signs together, it could be. But then again, who are you looking for? Who are you looking unto? Who have you got teleos with? Have you matured in his likeness, in his ways? Have you come in union with one another so that you can be without spot or blemish and appeal to us? Because that's who he's coming back for. His bride. The love of his life. 
his favorite creation. The ones that he set down and then set apart so they would understand the loneliness, the brokenness, the need to be back into the fold of the one who loves them. Now you have an understanding of what his love is and now you can love him back the same. Oh, it's a beautiful thing to have understanding. If you've never been pulled away from something, you have no clue how good you had it. Listen, I was telling my wife this morning, I got in that shower. I mean, listen, I don't know how many people ever do this. Randy, need to mute my microphone. I'm about to blow something. But anyway, I'm good. But I'm in the shower. I turn that hot water on and get in there. I start praising God. I don't know if y'all have ever been in a place where you couldn't take a hot shower. Just by just, whoa, getting in there. Yeah, it's hot water. Whew. And guess what? I was able to open my mouth <laughs> and drink it because it's good water. It don't, it's not full of bacteria. It don't have a bunch of parasites in it. What's going to make me sick? It's good and it's hot. It's refreshing because I'm dirty. I want to have clean. That, whoa. When you're a child, you want to wash your hands on the cold water. Oh, that's hot. I don't want that. Well, listen, you want that hot water to help cleanse, work it out. So when you get in that shower, I get in there, and I'm like, hallelujah, Lord. And I'm telling you, it's not a superficial thank you. It is real, and it is deep. I am grateful for a home and a hot bath. Because I've been to places where you don't get that. I've been to places where you got to fight to get to the water. And you still don't want to drink it. And it's not going to stay hot long enough. It might be cold by the time you get there. You know? There's places where they dig up mud puddles and drink that water. And that's just a drink, not even to bathe in. So here's the, you know, just the understanding how good things are. How good, listen, this life is good. You know why? Because if you're not born into this life, you will never be born again into the eternal life. Oh, okay. Nobody gets a hold of that right now. Real quick. But it's precious. Because this place right here, Jesus is life. And he's showing you this. And he wants you to understand that if you come in union with him, you'll have this life. And you'll have it more abundantly. Because look, he's going to add life. Count, count the heads of life in here, y'all. Just right here. How much life has he added to you already? Just, I mean, count them. Every one that you can see in here is life. And he's added that to you. Not to bring you down or burden you. Because sometimes it's like, my goodness, I don't know why in the world I'm yoked up with this people. <laughs> well, I'm the only honest person, I suppose. <laughs> and then you look around, you're like, well, all things work together for the good of those who love him, who's been called according to his purpose. Listen, if you've not been born... You've not been called. But if you've been born, you've been called.
he's the only one with the key to the closet of the souls. So I, even before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Why is it in the little babies, man? They're so tender. Why are they cooing? Man, they just left the throne room. You know, praise God. And so we get so going, we get grown up and good on our own, and we're doing this and so caught up in here. It's so easy to forget about the throne room and the goodness of where we really come from. Jesus said, what did he say? He said, hey, y'all come from the earth, and where are you going to go back to? You're going to go right back to there. He said, I come from where? Heaven. And that's where I'm going back to. Heaven. I'm going back to the holy place. And I'm building a place for y'all to come too. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. But it's the unity part as well that you can't take away. You know, that effort that we got to, hey, okay, we got to make, he, they, what he said, and he is what? Rewards those who, those who diligently seek him. Because we're not on the trail. Listen, I knocked down a decent-sized buck yesterday, last night, getting dark. But I had to hunt that deer. And I, I, and I really can't say that I was hunting that specific deer, but I was hunting one that really resembled him. <laughs> you know, I had my, you know, I had a perception in my head what I really wanted, you know what I mean? And he kind of fit the mold when I seen him bounce up on that embankment. And he looked like Bambi's daddy. I said, oh, yeah, it's the one. Throw them knocking down. I, I didn't even wait. I didn't even hesitate. I'm getting that rifle up real quick. I'm not looking through the binocular. I'm looking through the scope. As soon as I get a shot, he's, he's going down. And I did. He did. But I had a perception of what I wanted. You know what I mean? And I, so, so when I seen that, I went after it. I didn't hesitate. How many times have we caught a glimpse of things in our life that we should be going after? And we hesitated. And we hesitated. And then we didn't get it. We didn't go after it. What does that turn into in your life? Exactly. Regret. You, I'm telling you right now, you cannot walk through 2024 with regret. Because time is getting down. We don't even know. You know what I mean? It's a blink of an eye. Paul says, a blink of an eye, you're going to be transformed. It's a blink of an eye that you'll take that last breath. You do not know what comes next. So when those chances and those things in life appear, and you know that's life, you better get a hold of it. Whatever's around you, you better treasure it. You better say, you know what? I, you know, those babies, they don't, they're not such an inconvenience because I know one day it's not going to be there no more. Whether I'm gone, they're gone, whatever. It, it, it will never be that way again. That Christmas morning of 2023 in my house will not ever happen again. Us being right here right now will never happen again exactly how it is right now. That's perspective. That's learning to be grateful and start treasuring 
every breath, every moment. And don't be a goat. I had a little message with my kids, and I'm going to get in here. We got goats hitting the ground. Taking care of them, them babies. One of them had to actually pull out. And you're trying to deliver a baby goat. It's hard. Because you're working with fingers instead of hands. You know, cow, you can run your shoulder all the way in there. You can't do that with a little goat. I, I love to make sure y'all understand what I'm laying down. All right. I want visualization, y'all. Without a vision, we perish. <laughs> I was down doing something. The girls was up there. We had babies hitting. And they said, Daddy, 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 we got one trying to, trying to kid. He's trying to throw, but ain't nothing but hoofs sticking out. I said, well, that's a good thing because that's what's got to come first. First the front hoofs and then the head. Well, it went on for about five minutes or more, and the baby... It would, there was no progression. So finally I got her around to the little shed barn where we like to deliver in, got her into the, the clinic. <laughs> had to get Jody in to help hold her and got it in there, and there, and there was the head, and had to deliver, all right? Had to deliver. We got that baby out. Fine, all right? There was other ones happened. Went up like two days later. Rain came in, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Well, those goats, tell you about being a goat. They don't like the rain. They despise it. They will stand there and it dripping off the edge of the barn and go cross-eyed because they're so mad. <laughs> you ever heard saying, how's the man I was cross-eyed? Well, that come from a goat. They won't go out. They, and listen. So I went up there the, the morning. Everything was, you know, it dried up. I went to check on them. And there was two little babies laying there together, flat as they could be. And I told the girls, I said, here's a hard lesson, babies. This is why we don't want to be a goat. That goat thought all of itself. All it could do is just want to get out of the rain. And no matter who are the casualties of that, they got what they wanted and smothered those little babies because of room. They had to make way, and they killed some of their own people or kind. And I said, that's why goats go to hell because they're all about themselves. This is why the Lord said, be a sheep. The sheep will go out there in that rain and they will graze because they know what that rain's bringing. And it told, you know, and I, I thought to myself, I said, well, I'm going to praise you, Lord God, because this rain, I can't do nothing. I'm out here working in the rain, getting soaked. But you know what? These afternoons that I had all week up to this was absolutely spectacular. And I sat down here and I praise you and thank you for that. And guess what I'm going to do now? Because you tell me it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. I praise you, Lord God, for the rain today. No matter what it is, I know there's going to be a sunny day. I know that you have good things in store for me. Ears not heard, eyes not seen, nor is it entered the heart of man. The good things you have in store for those who love me. I love you, Lord. 
Just because it's raining don't mean it's down. I'm going to embrace that rain. Everything has its purpose and its season. Enjoy it all. Come in union with one another. Don't be a goat that's willing to say, hey, it's about me, it's about me. And that's what I told the girls. I said, how do y'all act when y'all are just all about me, 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 me? And you don't even worry about your little sisters or your other brothers, sisters or whatever's around you. You just want what you want. That's goatish. Yes, ma'am. I hate to be so blunt about it. <laughs> but come on. But that's what's at hand, though. You know what I mean? Are you going to beat around the bush about something? Are you going to be bold enough to say, hey, this is how it's going to be. Let's do this way right here. This is not who we are, but we are this person right here. We are a follower of Jesus Christ. We're about life. We're about the body. We're about in union. We're about the intimacy. We are about the effort that it takes to build a life. Not just for ourselves, but the life that Jesus has started and has finished all of it and gave it unto you, am I going to be a good steward over it? Well, it takes all of us to really steward what he's given to us because we need to open our hands. I've had a lot of stuff, other stuff going on, and I'm telling you, how do we come in union? Well, I got about five minutes left, but let's get in here. So how do we come in union? <laughs> One thing that I want to make sure that we understand that we're not going to come in unity and we're not going to put up with other, other per people's fleshly stuff or whatever's going on in their life. We're, we're called to see the good things in them. You know, when you want to prophesy over somebody or whatever, and you can see stuff on them, you're not going to call out the darkness in their life. You want to call out the light in their life. You want to call out the Lazarus. You know what I'm saying? Come forth. Tear off those dead, dead, those death clothes and come forth in life. That's what we want to do with our brothers and sisters. What is that called? That is called lifting up the body, edifying. We want to edify the body. We want to build it up. We want to be bodybuilders. You know what I'm saying? Build each other up. So that unity allows us to be able to come. But you're, you have to walk in a thing called humility. Because Jesus said, I've not only come here to steward over you or lord over you. I've come to minister or to serve you. To serve. Well, great humility is what it's going to take for you to put yourself under somebody up and give them a lift. Even if you think they're in a very wrong place and doing the wrong stuff. Because that's not my job. To call that out in their life. Unless it's starting to smother the little babies. You understand? Then I'm going to intervene and I'll be bold enough to say, you know what? This has got to stop right now. Because you're affecting not only you, but everybody around you in a negative manner. And I need you to act like you are a follower of Christ. And not just act like. You know what I'm saying? Be. Be. Be ye doers of the word and not just hearers only. 
All right, so unity, as we close now, we have to be one for all and all for one. I kind of went over this before, but look. <laughs> but here's the one that it says over here. You go look at Proverbs 3, 5. How are we going to get there? We're not going to lean on our own understanding. In Proverbs 11, 14, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. Uh, and now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. But you are still part. You are individuals. And you are unique in your very specific, unique way. And that right there is beautiful. Because that expounds on the sovereignty, the greatness, the beauty of God. How he's going to create us. All individuals. But by his blood. By his love. By his authority. He's brought us all together. He says over in John, he says, I've not lost one that's been put in my hand. And nothing can snatch it out. Nothing can snatch them out. Whew. Guess what that does for me? If you're a leader or trying to do, if God's put you in there, because you ain't going to be a leader unless you're a good follower or a great follower, I like to say, he's going to put you in that. Don't ever say I'm a leader and you ain't even followed and be so dogmatic that you can't even listen to the sheep around you. And you think you got it all figured out. And this is how it's going to be. Don't you speak for me. Uh, well, come on. Well, here it comes. I have to have an open hand with you. I have to let you be. I'm not holding you so tight. I'm not, I'm not going to smother you with what I believe. I need to listen to you. I need to be able to, to be because that's... I don't need to protect you. If I'm trying to protect my kingdom, then I'm off. Unity. It's not that I'm trying to come bring everybody together. Pastor Terry, Pastor John, we're not here to say, hey, Pastor Terry, he's our leader. He, he, he's Lord and everything. No, he's not. My goodness, he's got one of the most serving spirits that you've ever seen. He understands because the Lord striped his legs probably. He said, no, this is how you're going to hold my children. This is how you're going to conduct my children. Because you are the child, a child of God that he loves beyond all measure. You're his favorite creation of all things. You are the one that he chose to love the most, to display that love. Hallelujah. Well... So when I have stuff going on in my life and I realize that I don't have to protect or say I'm protecting everybody and I got to, that's one less thing off my table that I don't have to worry about doing. You know what he told me to do? Love them. Love them. Cherish them. Be grateful. Serve them. Lift them up. In that manner, you will show who I am. And you will also grow in who I am because that's who I am. That's who he is. Does he protect? Yes, he protects. But you know what? He's already defeated it all. When we think we still got to do, man, there's so much in this stuff. He, there's so much in this stuff. Forgive me, Lord. You know, there's so much in him. You know, that needs to be revealed. 
But here's the thing. If I'm not seeking him and, and, and following out the things that he's called me to do, if I'm off the wrong path, if I'm trying to, you know, end up building my own little section over here, and that's where we got. That's what we got a lot of places, things around in this world. Everybody trying to build their own little home. Nest egg, you know. Put this aside over here. Like the man in the barns, you know. I got so much, I'm building another barn. You know, we'll put some more stuff over here, put some more stuff over here. What did the Lord say in that parable? You fool. Don't you know that I, your, to this day, your life will be asked of you? Then what good is it? What have you, how have you enriched the body? I come through uh, Cliffside over the holidays. I had a little job over that way, and I was hauling uh, scrap metal and stuff down to Chesney. And I come through Cliffside. And anybody, listen, I, it's a beautiful area. Cliffside's beautiful. The river running through it, got rocks, stuff. It, it's a beautiful area. But there is a huge generational curse and, and, and things around that area. And, and the, you know, mess real bad. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. There's a lot of poverty, you know. Uh, and I remember, had my girls in there with me. You know, I pulled to a red light when I got up there to Henrietta. And I was like, you know, girls, before y'all were born, I was a part of a mission group, and we'd take presents, box trucks, up to Kentucky. And, and then one year, we brought them all. We had so many presents and stuff. We, and Kelly and I just got married. I said, we pulled down here to this church and parking lot, and we set up, and we went door to door. And just started just giving presents and gifts out to people. And I said, that right there was so enriching. It was, it was something that we, it was just beautiful, you know, to do. And I, and I was like, I need to get back to doing that. But as I come through there, the Lord proposed a question to me. And so I want to propose this question to everyone that can hear me in here this morning. And it's all about this right here, living above reproach. Why do you live the way you live? No judgment. Nothing. I mean, it's just a simple question that he asked me. And I was like, you know, that's what I would ask these people. Any person. I don't care if you, you, it's raining inside of you on, 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 in your house. You know what I mean? You got tarps up. Because I've seen it. I've been there. No floor. Looking at the ground. I've been there. But why do you live the way you live? Because I've been to places that didn't have running water. And I, they didn't have anything. We a little old bitty hut. And I tell you what, there was more joy in life in that little room than it was in a big old mansion that I've been in before. But why do you live the way you live? It's not about material things or whatever you got going on. But if you're willing to live like this, why? Why do you live the way you live? If you're not satisfied, if you're hungry, if you think there's more, why aren't we moving forward in it? Because don't you know, it could be this very day that your life is taken from you. And I heard get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. Oh, Andy. And that's a good question, too. Are we living? 
Are we living a life that we can say, hey, man, I like it. I'm grateful. And that's the main thing. Are you grateful? Are you grateful today for the hot water that you got to wash in? Are you grateful for them little babies running around acting crazy? Are you even grateful for the goats that don't even know what they're doing and even... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not grateful for that part. You know what I mean? But that's the other side of it. That when Can a goat be saved? Listen. I, you know, I heard many sermons about, well, you know what? You got to drive a goat. You, got, you can lead a sheep, but you got to drive a goat. And if you got a rope on a goat, you're going to keep it real tight so he's going to get a run and go or whatever. But I, you know what? But I said, you know what? I work with goats. You got the right feed. They'll follow you and come a running. Woo! Come on now. If you got the right bait, you're going to catch anything. But you got to have the right bait. You know what the right bait is? Life. If you got that life, I ain't talking about this fake life that we want to act like we got. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, with the most all in you. And you really are grateful in nurturing and taking care and stewarding what he's give you. Then guess what's going to happen around you? People will want to come in union. They will want what you have. And it's not. It's just like what Peter says. Don't be a haughty spirit if somebody asks you the, of the joy that you have. You give them an answer with, with humility and meekness. It's all about Jesus. It's because I said I do. And I still do. And I did. You know, I done did it. It's too late. Anyway, it's time to go. All right. So all that being said, let's just bless it. You ready? Let's just bless it and we'll move forward. Lord God, hallelujah. <clears throat> well, you are life. You are love. And I thank you for that life. It is precious. But Lord, we don't hold to that life so much that it keeps us from really living. And we just start surviving. That's not what you give it for. You give it so that we can be vibrant. So that we can have it in abundance, Lord. And that so others can see who we are. Well, you've called us to prosper, Lord God. Not to sit over there to moan and groan. But not to be so... Woo, 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 that it'll turn people off, Lord God. That we would be right where we need to be and be who we need to be exactly when we need to be because that's who you are, Lord. And I ask for these blessings of, that you've bestowed and lavished upon all of us, Lord God, to just fall upon everybody in here this morning. That they will be grateful and thankful no matter what happened in 2023, Lord God. We know it's gone. And thank you for everything that's happened. Because it's matured us and grown us into a new part of you. And Lord, if it hasn't, let us see those things. And let us be so uh, keen to be, have that vision and perspective. That we have a vision, Lord, of what we want. And we'll go after it. 
So, Lord, I ask for visions to be put upon your children today of their destiny that you've called them to be. Because we know that time can be short, Lord. We want to make sure that we can see what you have in store for us, Lord, and we can move in that. And so your kingdom will come and your kingdom will be done in this right here, in us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for 2024 as it comes. But we know already in the Hebraic calendar that this is a year of doors. Hallelujah. And closed. Because he closes the ones that's not of him. And he opens the ones that is for us, Lord. And give us the strength to get to that door and to get through it. But we need those eyes to see where it's at. Give us that direction, Lord God, and let our compasses be exactly the way they need to be so that we'll go straight toward you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, let it be. And a good family said, aid a man. Bless you all, and I love you. Thank you.